All right. Good morning and welcome to another episode of RotaFest Detail Memoirs. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. And today we are having a very special guest that we just met at the Southern Detailers Conference a couple of weeks ago, the owner of Royal Reflections, Kelly Jones. And she also is a detailer, owns a detailing shop, showroom auto detailer, uh, detailing. And I tell you, um, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to have been able to connect with you at the Southern Detailers Conference. Uh, your energy, your excitement, your passion for the industry is infectious. Thank and you. Uh, I'm telling you, your your participation in the uh, ladies panel was absolutely exceptional. So I know there's been a lot of interest in your story. And mm -hmm. so you and I actually talked pre-show about you know, digging into that a little bit. So do you want to share how you got into detailing from detailing all the way to Royal Reflections? But let's just start on the detailing side. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm ready, as ready as I'm going to be. Um, <laughs> I, I've been having a struggle telling this story because it's not a real um, fun story in the beginning. You know, it, it talks about a lot of tough times, which you know, we all go through tough times and I really feel like that's kind of where we make it or break it, you know, and um, we all go through all kinds of tough times, just variable, various tough times. <laughs> I'm nervous. Can you tell? I'm not used <laughs> to talking live. Number one, I tried to start doing some live on Facebook to get used to it and still not. That's, that's okay. You're just talking to me and Rod. Forget about the live. Just share your story with us. So. All right. So my story kind of starts out like this. Um, I was a lender actually for about 12 years. I was uh, specialized in government loans, mostly FHA, VA, rural development. Very, very successful. I had an awesome career that I loved and I never, ever imagined doing anything different. I have uh, degrees in business and finance and I was very, very good at what I did. So I specialized with uh, mostly home lending and I did a lot of credit counseling. So I was, you know, really enjoyed doing that helping people understand their credit and how to build their credit and everything that goes along with that so um the economic crisis happened in 2007 2008 and like 1400 of us lost our jobs in the industry which kind of um has made me want to tell the story now especially with what's been going on the last year with covid because i know so many people have been you know losing their businesses and losing jobs that they've had for years it almost reminds me exactly of this thing that i went through back in 2007 or well actually like 2008 when the financial crisis happened so I guess with telling my story, even though it's it's a it you know just rehashes all those emotions, which is not easy to to talk about, and that's why I don't really like going backwards. I'm always like pushing forward and always just trying to look ahead and set new goals and really just stay focused on the future. So that's what's kind of hard about it is like digging up all those old memories and all those old feelings. But the message that I really want to portray is you know, there's hope, you know, yeah, we go through hard times and it, it might seem like it lasts a lot longer than we want it to. I mean, days and weeks and months seem like an eternity when you're struggling, you know, but the, the moral of my story, I guess, is I've been through that. I've been through all those really, really hard times and there was light at the end of the tunnel with my faith and just really trying to stay focused and just work hard, you know, and and I think that it's an important lesson for what a lot of people are going through right now, because a lot of 
different industries are having really hard times. And, and so I guess that's what I wanted to share mostly about my story. So when I lost my job in 2008, I didn't think nothing of it. I figured I have such a great resume and so much experience. I'm going to get another job like tomorrow. It's not going to be a big deal. So I sent my resume out all over the country, but to my surprise, I didn't get any calls. Nobody was hiring during that time frame because let's face it, there was a ton of issues in that industry at the time. So um, I had to go on unemployment and, you know, that was difficult. I mean, I was raised where you work and you work hard and you don't quit working, you know, you don't go on unemployment, you don't do things like that, you know. So I was super embarrassed to have to go sign up for unemployment. And then I thought, well, it's not going to be too long. And I had my little nest egg set aside, you know, like my three month savings or whatever it was for the bills. And I had just built, we had a new home. I had a brand new Escalade sports cars, you know, living the American dream to the fullest, but had a life, you know, had income and a lifestyle that supported all that. Well, when that come to a screeching halt, that little three month nest egg goes really, really quick, you know, and you can't hardly survive on unemployment. So I was starting to freak out and I'm like, man, I got to downsize and get rid of some of these vehicles really quick. And so I knew back then we used to regularly get our vehicles detailed. So um, I called around. We had just moved to this area, so I didn't really know any detail shops in this area. So I called the car dealerships and um, the dealership guys were like, no, we don't do that for the private individuals. We barely can keep up with our own work. And one of the dealership owners, he made a joke with me and he's like, hell, why don't you start a detail shop? I'll send you all my work. And I was insulted at the time. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I wear suit and heels every day. I'm not cleaning the cars. Like I was kind of upset with him. I thought, who does he think he's talking to, you know? Yeah. Well, so anyways, I took the cars a couple hours away to get detailed where we used to live. And at that time, it was like $250 a car, took the cars, got rid of the cars, got a more economical vehicle, you know, that fit into the budget a little bit better. And I thought, well, I'm going to get another job here really soon. So it's not a big deal. I still wasn't really stressed at the time. Well, fast forward like a year later, I still wasn't getting any calls. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally losing everything, like everything. And my house is in foreclosure. My big, beautiful, brand new home is in foreclosure. Now I have 30 day notice to start packing up and I'm literally on at rock bottom, you know, unemployment, it got so bad. I had to get food stamps. You know, you go from making a lot, a lot of money into a super high tax bracket to unemployment and food stamps, you get a lesson learned real, real quick. That's a smack to both sides of your face, you know, and you start looking at everything a whole lot differently. So um, I, uh, I'm literally on my hands and knees one day praying and I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm not getting calls for a lending <laughs> position. I I'm totally broke. Credit cards maxed out. Like everything I used to advise my borrowers never to do, I'm doing, you know, <laughs> like to the maximum extent. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if this isn't a lesson firsthand, you know? So I'm praying. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I can't move back in with my parents with four kids. Like there's just no way I could, could do that. So that minute a commercial came on TV and it was like auto detailing 101, be your own boss, set your own schedule, unlimited income potential. <laughs> like it's speaking directly to me. If you can't get a sign, you can't get a sign any more than that, you know? Yeah, if your name's so, Kelly Jones, you should sign up for this right now. The heaven's yeah. open. Oh. 
Exactly. So I'm, I call my parents. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go take an auto detailing class out in Chicago. And they're like, what? Have you completely lost your mind? Like you cannot. There's no way. I'm like, I have to. I know there's a need for it in my area because nobody's doing it. And I think I could start a little business at home on the weekend. Or, you know, I didn't have a job, so I didn't yeah, even have to be yeah. on the weekends. But I like a little side business, you know, until I got back into, you know, lending again. So oh, it was really rough. I went to Chicago. There was like this little pop-up class in the convention center, like learn how to detail cars, you know, which I really wish I still had that certificate, but I never thought I'd be doing it this long. So I'm sure that got thrown out a long time ago. But I went, and of course, I'm the only female, like 90% of the classes I go to. Talk about major intimidation, stepping way out of your comfort zone, you know. And uh, I keep learning over and over and over again that you have to get out of your comfort zone to really grow. And you do. You you really, really do grow once you step outside of that comfort zone. So I'm there with all these men and I'm the only female there. And I'm trying to I don't know what anything is at this point. Literally, I didn't even know like anything about a car. I didn't know what a door jam was. I didn't know any of these terms. I felt like I was in a foreign country because I had no clue what they were talking about. But I'm trying to take notes and learn everything I could. And then when it got to the hands on part, I just absolutely love the transformation of taking like, you know, nasty carpet and making it look brand new again, or, you know, just a door panel and just making it immaculate and really getting in all the nooks and crannies. Like there was like a sense of satisfaction to that, you know, for me. So I went back home and I got on my computer and I made some basic word documents and you know how you cut the bottom and put your phone number there where they can pull the strips off the bottom and call me. So I made up a bunch of these little flyers, went around town and hung them at all the restaurants and the oil change places and anybody really that would let me hang them up, you know, with the little push pin. And uh, I got a call the next day and a guy called me, he wanted the interior of his truck detailed. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was so nervous, but I'm like, okay, I can do it. But I had no money. I had nothing but an old shop vac that was in my garage. I had this little green clean machine that my mom bought me for Christmas like five years back. So if the kids spilled something, I could clean the sofa. You know, it's this little teeny tiny thing for like $99 at Walmart, you know. And I had some Q-tips, some old toothbrushes and some towels from around the house. And I literally, that's what I started my business with. So I got this pickup. <laughs> this guy drops his pickup off and I spent eight hours detailing. I mean, I had my Q-tips and I'm getting in every nook and cranny and just spent a long time. So he picked it up and he was so excited. He's like, oh my gosh, my wife's going to want hers done as soon as she sees this. He's like, can I bring hers tomorrow? And I'm like, yes, bring it over. <laughs> so, yeah, literally the next day he brought his wife's car over, detailed hers, and then she told her boss and he started bringing his vehicles over. And before I knew it, my business was just growing. And I would then it like a year later, I was able to get insurance and, um, you know, a, a nicer uh, steam cleaner and some actual detailing tools. I started out using just Dawn dish soap, which is why my product line is such a passion for me now, because yeah, it's come a long ways, but <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's how my business started growing. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean, the, part of that is just you know the necessity of it, and part of it is just kind of your natural draw towards something that was satisfying for you. And mm -hmm. I think we see a lot of different. Um, we talk to hundreds of people in a lot of different stuff, but generally they go down the same kind of couple of paths. Either there's a passion for cars to start with and that's what drives their business or there's a passion and a satisfaction in the actual process of detailing and cleaning and paint correction and things like that and <clears throat> so 
when we so now that we switch let's start talking about the future now you have an entire product line <clears throat> yeah. you have a successful detailing business mm -hmm. um i think that your background which um you know jody and i have a lot of people we talk to and <clears throat> that's the part that people lack is that business knowledge so right right you know we all have very diverse backgrounds um i have a uh you know was in business in college and I think people don't think about that, you know, for be, between us, I'm the, he calls me Scrooge McDuck. I'm the CFO and I do all the money. <clears throat> That's a very important part of that because it's not just about being squeaky. It's also about knowing when to invest, right? So all those bottles that right. are over your right shoulder, that costs money. It's not that you're squeaking it out. It's, I mean, your packaging, your containers, your everything about it, you've, you've invested the money but I'm assuming with your background, you've invested right. You know, and as you said, to start with, you had uh, an old, you know, $99 cleaner. <laughs> and I don't think people realize they can do that. They can, they can start, you know, we started out in our, in our kitchens. When we started mm -hmm. our software company, we met in each for other's kitchens year. for a whole year. We didn't have an office. We didn't have a, we had a PO box and we specifically got a PO box that had a front street address. <laughs> and then a P.O. box number. So it was like 111 North, whatever, P.O. box one. And yep. so it had an actual street address so we could legally be a business and do all the stuff you need to do because you have to have a street address. But mm -hmm. we did that. We met in each other's kitchens. And then when the time was right, we got one office and then two and then three. And now we have almost the whole bottom floor of an entire building. And, you know, Jody and I have our studio plus our office. And... <clears throat> You have to invest wisely and at the right time. Yeah, and um, exactly. So mm -hmm. with your background and your knowledge of finance, I wanna I wanna deviate for just a second and and mm -hmm. and Jody doesn't even know about this part. Um, because you mentioned the market in 2008. Mm -hmm. and, and I watch a lot of um, the S&P 500. I watch a lot of business stuff. I watch blogs and I watch um, finance stuff. And are you seeing what I'm seeing happening in the market? And yes, that is that lumber prices are plummeting. Mm -hmm. All the news we're hearing about, oh, lumber's going crazy, housing's going crazy. Lumber prices are plummeting. New construction is on the rise, bad combination. And housing, housing sales have not only peaked, but they're coming down. Mm -hmm. And so in certain areas, Boise, Idaho is one of the worst in the country for the bubble. Our housing costs have gone up 200% <laughs> in five Crazy. years. Wow. And the average, the average median income is in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And the average home price is 450. Not a good combination. No, not at all. So and, you know, I, we've seen that in the lending industry, too. Back when I was lending, like, yeah. you know, early 2003, 2004, we'd submit loans. And I'm like, there's no way this is going to get approved. But we have to, you know, you'd submit everything anyways, just to prove that you'd get a denial, right? No, we'd yeah. get an approval. We'd have people one day out of bankruptcy with like a 520 credit score, no money down. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, how did this get approved? They were literally approving everything. So it's the same thing. You could actually see like my colleagues and I, we were like, there's no way that we can keep up with this. This The same thing, exactly what you're talking about right now. I mean, yeah. everything that goes up has to come the law right. of gravity. So my, my concern with a lot of the detailers is that a year ago at this time, actually a year ago, not quite a year ago, in March, I watched a couple of businesses go out of business two weeks after the pandemic started. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That totally, from a financial standpoint, I was like, 
you you were living on on macaroni and cheese, ramen noodles, and a shoestring. Because if you I can't see last that minutes, mm -hmm. if you can't last two weeks. You, exactly. I think it's important for people to understand. I think that part of your story, I think, is really is really a testament to you and your stubbornness and your willingness to make it work. But I think people need to take that lesson to heart and realize that we're all doing really well in the detailing industry right now. But exactly. things are going to change. They always will. Everything goes in a cycle. <clears throat> Everything's usually in a 10-year cycle in, in finance. So right. watch the trends. And, and certain industries, the housing industry, the automobile buying industry right now, new cars are at a standstill. They're at a halt. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. All production is almost shut down because of supply chain issues. And you're probably dealing right. with that with your, with your detailing products as well. Yep. People need to look at this financially and they need to make sure they have something to stand on if you didn't mm -hmm. work for several months. Right. And that's why I feel so passionate about doing classes and like the class that I did at the Southern Detailers Conference. They were like, are you going to teach about your products? And I said, no, I'm not, because I want to teach something that is really important to me and that I think a lot of people lack. And it's not just in the detailing industry, because when I was lending, I had people of all backgrounds and, and everything coming in, whether it be, you know, guys in construction, guy, you know, small business owners and stuff like that. And they didn't know how to even do a profit and loss statement or they don't understand even simple things like really keeping track of their income and expenses or, you know, having a nest egg, that's what we always called it, or a cushion, you know, for X mm -hmm. amount of bills. And back then it was always three months. You should always have three months. So say your monthly bills with your mortgage, your car payment, or your rent on your shop, or, you know, whatever your monthly bills are, have that much. So say it's a thousand dollars or say it's 5,000, you know, have that three months right. worth of that put aside. Now it should probably be six months after what we've learned with the whole COVID thing. And like you said, the supply chain. So yeah, you're seeing that the people in all different kinds of industries, they don't understand the business side of running a business. They may be fantastic builders, carpenters, detailers, you know, whatever, but they don't understand the business side of it that is so important. And so you guys are really lucky to have that team of, you know, one person pulling, you know, the knowledge from one direction and one person, you know, kind of really like you're the better half of each other you know where a lot of people don't have that so <laughs> he's always wanting to snuggle with me that's like, i mean when we travel i'm like dude i don't spoon stay in your room oh lord <laughs> so 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 let, let's talk about your your you know obviously you've got a big product line and we were able to see a lot of them um the the most of them were just fine by the time they got shipped to us we did lose a bottle Oh, um, I know. I'm I, gonna send you some more because I really, really, really want you to try that one. Yeah, yeah. We we're gonna. gonna I'm gonna. I've already told Reed Young. I'm like, all yeah. right. Uh, I have a trip this weekend, but uh, we need to do a trip. So, no, I love that. I okay. love that one, especially the name right now. And I can tell you just from firsthand experience of unboxing it that it's got some. Uh, let's. It, it's got some uh, degreaser in it. <laughs> so wear gloves because it does yeah. it definitely works. I can always tell products greaser <laughs> because my hands get dry. So yeah. Um, so there's several products that you have, and kind of if you want to run down, um, you've got the one line, this line here, which is your your off-road line, mm -hmm. um, and then you've got your what I'll call your regular line. I don't know what you call those. So kind of talk us through the different lines of products that you have. 
Yeah, so what my goal was with my company, obviously I don't want to detail forever. I want to teach people how to detail. I really want to teach people how to run a business and detail. And in order to do that, I wanted to have my own line of products before I started teaching classes because mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to demonstrate to them my product line, which I think that is an important part of the puzzle um, is having products that you know work well the first time. That's something I really struggled with. Plus, I'm in a rural area here, so it was always really hard to get product anyways. Um, I mean, we have a Walmart and, and stuff like that, but the supply is so limited there. We didn't have, we don't really have any detail suppliers around here. The nearest place is like two and a half hours away. So if I wanted to get five gallon um, totes of product or anything in large quantities, I have to drive like two and a half hours away, take an enclosed trailer, stock up. It was such a pain in the butt. And then they had limited supply because they are supplying such a big area. So that was a big goal of mine is to be able to, you know, really provide a full line of products. So when I, um, took on this adventure that was my goal is to design a product line that gets you from a to z without needing any other products in the mix so you know an engine a degreaser to engine shine everything you need in the wash bay from soaps to bug removers degreasers to interior products exterior products waxes all that stuff to where if you come to my class you have everything that you're going to need you can walk out the door with the full product line and be able to go detail a car the next day and know how to properly use the products. But so that was um, one goal that I had in in doing the trainings and stuff that I wanted to do. But um, yeah, so that is like my regular line or my um, automotive line, I guess. So yeah, right there it is. Yep, and right behind me too. So there's 14 products in that line. Actually, a couple more are just getting ready to come out. We've been behind on the paperwork in the attorney's office because of all the courts being behind with the COVID shutdown and stuff like that. So we have a couple more products that are getting ready to launch. One's a really nice acid cleaner for removing brake dust and stuff like that. And then we got another stain remover coming out. But yeah, we developed my new line is the off-road line. We developed that super heavy duty to work on um, Jeeps, uh, off-road vehicles, the side-by-sides, dirt bikes, all those things. It's popular in our area. Tons of trails. Um, we have a lot of big events up here. Michigan Mud Jam and the Trucks Gone Wild and all the big monster trucks. And everybody owns a Jeep, it seems like, around here. And the trails are just gorgeous. So it's a really, really popular thing. But when those come into your detail shop, you're like, oh, my gosh, how, you can't cut through. Like, we have this clay ground here. And it gets attached to these vehicles. And it's like cement on there. You know, it is so hard to get off and you'll be scrubbing for hours. So I'm like, I'm inventing an off-road line of products. It's super heavy duty because that's my philosophy. Get it done quick and easy the first time. I don't want to be spending all day scrubbing bugs off of something. I don't want to be spending all day trying to get clay off of the bottom of a, you know, the rocker panels of a Jeep or the tires right. and everything like that. So, well, that's what, so, so we're similar up here and we have, um, we have horrible dirt and we have cleach and clay and combination of the three. Um, and then I don't think people realize, even if you get, if you've never seen a ginormously muddy vehicle, once, even if you pressure wash that stuff off, there's a film, there's a, and if you were to take a microscope, there's like little stuff in there to yeah. scratch paint. So yeah. um, one of the things that we have up here, which, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of detailers know this and some probably don't is bee poop. <laughs> the bee poop is horrendous. People in Maine, Scott Mesha's raising the roof right now. He's like, I hear you, brother. Get these little yellow trails. You don't know what it is. It dries on there. It bakes on there and nothing gets it off. It's horrible. So 
uh, this bottle's coming home with me. I'm going <laughs> to test out your bug remover on bee poop because oh. there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work. So, Oh, you're going to love it. And you have to get back with me because we have something similar. We're agriculture land here. So we're yeah. surrounded by huge dairy farms. And guess what that brings? A lot of flies, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. have massive farms here. So people have their vehicles covered in fly poo. And for the longest time, I thought it was some crazy tar or something because Michigan has the worst roads in the country. Like we're always doing road construction you know so we couldn't get this stuff off i mean you have to like literally buff it to, in compound to get the stuff off of the paint you know so when i my bug remover come out i had a lady come over with her boat covered in fly poo she owns a big farm here and i'm like oh lord i look at this and i said you know would you mind if i try something and she's like no whatever you can do so i took my bug remover out there it wasn't even um patented you know it was still in product testing at the time so we took it out there and i said you know i don't know what's going to really happen i'll spray it on your trailer first if it creates any damage i promise you i'll be responsible for that so we literally spray it all over our trailer and i'm talking it's a white trailer and it had it was covered with these black spots the fly poop yeah and literally we sprayed it on there and about 30 seconds later it started running you know how women's mascara gets when it gets <laughs> wet it just runs <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this started looking like, just like running mascara, running down the trailer. So I'm like, hang on, let me grab the power washer. And we rinsed it, and it was like brand new with literally no scrubbing, no effort. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm in love. This is the best thing I've ever used. So now I have farmers. They come in, and they buy it by the five-gallon um, wow, totes, yeah. and they run it through yeah. their power washers. They actually clean, like, their house siding. Um, you know, the big house, the big farms, they, a lot of them have white siding that was covered in these black specks that you cannot get off so yeah they're loving the awesome. products so. well so mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure the dairy farmers love you because i remember when i lived in arkansas i helped this guy put in a lot of the white um walls covering the sheeting that oh, yeah. you just spray it off but yep. you always had the fly stuff i'm like yeah they probably would love that <laughs> stuff so yeah i'm excited yeah. because there's not a lot of products that focus on the off road side mm -hmm. right so i'm like oh this is really exciting especially you know living where we live um you know you get the mud the cleats the clay the snow the all that stuff flinging up at you it's like because mm -hmm. i because yeah you know, when i went uh to reed's house after after we went four-wheeling and i offered to help him clean up he's like uh nobody offers to help me clean up when i take <laughs> i'm like dude i went with you i'm gonna help you clean up and he goes i hate mud it mm -hmm. gets everywhere i mean it's like no matter what i do i can't get rid of it so he's really excited so we're gonna go get something really muddy and try it out so yeah i can't wait you should do a video and oh yeah, sure. we, uh, yeah we video everything yeah so. we'll, we'll video it i'm like all right reed let's uh let's take off and let's get, all get it as dirty out. as you can yeah i yeah. promise you're gonna love this product line it, it works fantastic and and no scrubbing like you're gonna spray the mud slayer on and let it penetrate for a minute and rinse it off and you're going to think that you spent a whole day working on it. So when people want to buy these products, um, I'm yeah. assuming you go to royalreflections.com, as it says, uh, royalreflections.us. That US, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, this, is a, this is a loaded question, but I'll explain why in a minute. Um, if someone sent you an email, could they order through an email? Yeah, they can. Pretty sure so, they can. <laughs> for anybody that wants to use Royal Reflections, if you let me know, we can upload the products into our software, RoadFS, and you can order directly through our software. 
So that's you. So we just get your get an email address that you want it to go to. They can use the barcode, the SKU numbers, and everything, and they can order right through the software, and it'll send a, a purchase order to you with their mailing address. Oh, fantastic! I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. No, it's all good. So, how else are you distributing? You know, direct to you. How else are you doing that? Um, yeah, we we have an Amazon store set up, so we have some products on Amazon. Um, we're gonna the off road line is not on there yet. I'm not exactly sure, so we have to get that loaded up. We had a little bit of an issue. We just got the big drums in, so we can start filling bottles. But yeah, there's been a lot of supply chain chain issues, like oh, yeah. trigger sprayers and bottles and raw materials. Yep. And I'm telling you what, challenges after challenges. <laughs> but, yeah, but you're gonna meet those just like you've done everything else and i you know jody and i when we started with, with jody and i and our two partners when we started zenware we started in 2009 um and we literally uh not to the extent that you've talked about but jody and i didn't take a salary for over six months um we had all had a job somewhere else and making good money making good money <laughs> and we decided Dear that dear. you know we're, we're gonna make this i feel yeah and so i think that with that um it helps you to be prepared. I mean, you, people can be over paranoid and they can curl up in a corner. And obviously you didn't do that. You went out and took it head on. Um, and so that's kind of where we look at it. And when I look at the trends and I go, this has been, you know, so many years and we're, we've done this really stupid curve. It's going to come down. Right. Um, I look at things like this in the supply chain and people's ability to get a good product and have a good chain to get that because, you know, I mean, think about being a detailer and not having product, having cars right. up out front and not being able to have product. That's something people need to think about, you know, right. make sure that you have a certain amount of this on hand. If you're in an area that you need to have a bunch of this product, you got to figure out how much you need to have on hand and what your what they call par value in the, mm -hmm. in the you know, product industry or like C stores or anything like that, you have a par value. You always have a certain amount on hand. And I don't think people realize that. So figure out how much product you use. Is it four ounces of this? Is it eight ounces of this? And then calculate that out of how, how long that bottle is going to last you. And then you know how many details you can do before you need to order. Because the last right. thing I just run out, I was in a, a detail bay in Tampa Bay, Florida. <clears throat> um, I think it had eight or 12 bays. It was an outside bay. Uh, it was on a Friday morning and there were cars lined up and they ran out of tire shine oh, at Lord. 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they were scrambling. How do you have a 10-bay shop that has cars lined up? You have an endless supply of vehicles and you run out of one of the main supplies that you need. Right. And I'm not going to say that hasn't happened to me when I was detailing from home before I built my commercial shop and before I got into my own product line. Yeah, that was something common that would happen because, like I said, I'd have to drive so far away to get product that you really have to try to think ahead. And and it's hard to do that. And like I said, sometimes they'd have supply issues because they were servicing, you know, such a large area that there'd be limited quantities you could get even back then. So, yeah, yeah. trust me, that's not a good situation to be in. No, you want to have you want to have a situation where your shop is set up where you have extra supplies and it's not about over purchasing I mean it's not about you know trying to have too much product but I mean we go to a number of shops and some are done right some are not the last mm -hmm. shop we were in uh, Mr. Daryl Lyons at Detail Lex we, we toured his shop without him being there uh, mm -hmm. yes Daryl I have the video I will send you later you'll see if your employees <laughs> Um, and you need to move that damn ladder. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, 
So he's got a shop set up and he's got his supplies lined out and they have it set up where there's a, a, kind of like what's behind you. They have shelves set up and they know how many supplies they have. That's mm -hmm. somebody's job is to make sure you have enough supplies. You right. know when you come in, you can look at trends, um, mm -hmm. you know, look at the numbers. I'm a real big proponent of numbers. You know, uh, years and years and years ago, an accountant told me, he said, if you guys aren't looking at your numbers every single day, you're not doing it right. And I, for the first couple of weeks, I was like, what am I going to look at? I'm staring at the <laughs> same number. But then when you realize how to actually do it and you're looking at different numbers, not you just don't go in and go, oh, yep, I got $10,000 in the checking account. Okay. Really? You, you look at you look at yes. the P&L. If you don't know how to read the P&L, if you don't know how to read a... Um, the right type of numbers to get what you need. I've used, I've shared this story a lot. There's people out there that have used um, reports from us to go get loans to buy a building. Yeah, fantastic. And if you don't know how to do that, be humble. Reach out to somebody and say, I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Please help me. And there's a right. lot of people will help you. I'm sure Kelly would. I will. Jody would. I would love mm -hmm. to have you and I get together and, and talk about some of the financial things that people should understand and put together like yeah. the top 10 financial things you need to know as a detailed business owner. And, oh, and yeah, for sure. Out to people because people mm -hmm. don't know how to do this. You know, do you have a line yep. of credit? Do you have a savings account? And so um, I love it. I love that these are, um, I was reading through some of the stuff here. A lot of these are right out of the bottle. There's no mixing. There's no dilution. You know, mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're really a spray on type of product, which is fantastic, especially for people that are just getting started in detailing, you mm -hmm. know, that may not have a nice machine to, to do mixing and that don't really understand mixing ratios. We're not all mad scientists. So right. we have but, a few concentrates and I'll tell you what, people get so mixed up. You're exactly right. So we try to really make things as easy as possible. And especially I have a lot of employees, so I definitely want to make things as simple and easy for them as possible. So nothing slows down, you know, the work I'm trying to figure out what's one to 30 mean, how do I mix that? Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. and you don't want to mix those things wrong and have it too strong or not yeah. strong enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can obviously keep talking. I mean, it's that uh, there's so many aspects, you know, that you just brought up. Like now you have employees, now you have a product line. Now, you know, you've gone from your green machine to, and uh, working out of your house to having, you know, a corporate office and a, a line. So looking back, mm -hmm. what are some key things that you think are absolutely critical for a detailed business owner to do to help them not only survive, but to really thrive as they grow their business? Oh gosh, there's so many things. And, you know, um, with me, nobody believed in me, even like my closest friends and my closest family, other than my two little daughters, bless their heart. They were like 10 and 12 years old at the time. And everyone thought I was straight crazy because if you knew me then, I mean, I had nice manicured nails. I didn't get dirty. I was not cleaning stuff. But my daughters, they had so much, uh, you know, faith in me and they'd, they'd get home from school. They'd run in the house and they'd drop their little backpacks and they'd come right out into the garage and they'd be like, come on, mom, we could do another car. And I'm already so dead tired by that time. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. But I guess the moral of that is surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you and give you positive energy because there's so much negative out there that, you know, when you start taking that in and, yeah 
it, it, it gets you away from your focus, you know, and that's one thing. I mean, I have it written all over notes on my desk and, you know, I have things yeah. all the time, focus, 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 because I really struggle on focusing and it's yeah. so crucial. It, it, that's something that I really, really believe in is surround yourself. Even if you don't have, like, I don't have um, a lot of, I guess, people like really close by. So I find that are like um, very encouraging, you know, so I find that in social media, I find that on like different things I'll follow on Instagram, like motivational entrepreneur websites, you know, and stuff like that. Any way you can find encouragement, I strongly suggest that because it makes a big difference, you know, stay focused, yeah. find encouragement, regardless if it's, you know, in your inner circle or you have to find it somewhere else. And also, um, you know, just try to prepare the best you can. Like I said, have that little nest egg set aside, have a savings account. I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. And always maybe have a little bit more in there than what you even think, like that three month cushion that we always used to talk about. Maybe make it a six month cushion, you know? So if you don't need that, you know, that new sports car, you don't need that, you know, a new whatever, more <laughs> tools. <laughs> put that money up for a rainy day. I mean, you know, in detailing, you never know when you're going to get injured. You never know when right. something's going to happen. We call it a rainy day. You never know when a rainy day is going to come or a rainy month or a rainy year, mm -hmm. you know? Or, and in or order to survive hurricane. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wipes you out. Yeah. So, and I think that's really important because like, for instance, uh, this was even happening this morning, you know, and, and there, there was some negative stuff that's going on in this industry. This, this industry has a tendency to be negative and you got to dump those people. You got to get oh, rid of the negative people and you got to follow really positive things like, yeah, I don't do. know, Road FS detail memoirs or Kelly and Rod and yeah. Jody. Give some, <laughs> give some good people in your life that'll, that'll yeah. back you up and are there for you. You know, yeah. I think that that is the key that a lot of people don't look at is mm -hmm. if you have an issue, right? If you think about it internally and you go, okay, if I have an issue today, who could I call on the phone that would just say yes, mm -hmm. right? Those are the people yeah. you need to surround yourself with. I know who it is that I could call. Jody knows right now. It doesn't matter when it is. We, this has actually happened in our company. Two o'clock in the morning, uh, I'm two and a half hours away and my car's broken down. Who am I going to call? I got a right. call at, at two o'clock in the morning. A guy said, my, my, my excursion broke down. And it's two hours away. Can you help me? And I got in my truck. I took my car trailer. I went down and picked him up. Aww, you just, awesome. you've got to just surround yes. you. Jody, I know Jody would, would, would do any, if I called him on the phone right now, tomorrow, he would drop what he's doing and come help me. Yeah, so, that's amazing. That's super important. It's so, so, so crucial, you know, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in, like you said, the drama in the industry and people are always, you know, it's just, you know, I sold real estate for a lot of years too, but when I was lending and a lot of these types of positions, it seems, I hate to use this word, but it seems kind of cutthroat, you know, like everybody's worried about what the next guy's doing. And I don't get involved a lot in social media. I try to post positive things and try to post things I'm doing just to encourage people, but I don't get involved in like the drama and I have to stay way away right. from that because I'll tell you what, that can set you back faster than anything. You start getting wrapped up in all this drama and uh, you're going to lose sight of your vision and your goals really quickly right. and it's going to take you a lot longer to achieve those things so yeah i've just i try to stay on the down low when it comes to that stuff and just 
work away at my goals and try to find positive influences wherever that might be you know a lot of times yeah. it's just opening my bible and and finding scripture you know that motivates me and i do that every single morning when i get my coffee i sit with my devotional and i open my bible and i'll usually say a little prayer and I, it, it just amazes me because i'll open up to something that i really needed to see that day based on whatever's going on you know because there's always all kinds of obstacles and challenges especially in the last year with this unemployment thing and employees and supply chain issues and you know customers i mean just we could go on for hours about those things and you really have to stay motivated and focused somehow and that's been a real challenge for a lot of people including oh, yeah. I, think that, I think that that's a really good point is find something that is motivational and that is positive for you mm -hmm. um, i mean let's face it there is enough business there's enough money there is enough there are mm -hmm. enough cars, there are enough boats, there's enough airplanes, motorcycles to keep us all busy yeah. for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I look at it this way. I look at at the end of my life when I'm sitting in a chair yeah, and I'm just rocking back and forth. It doesn't matter what I did for a living. It doesn't matter what how much money I had or what I bought. It matters what type of person I am. And that's what's going to be with you. The memories and the people that surround you that are good people and what you did in your life. Mm -hmm. And I, I sleep at night without a problem knowing the kind of person that I am. And that's how I want other people to be. I don't want, mm -hmm. I mean, there are people out there that feel like they have to push everybody down. They have to, they have to step on everybody and mm -hmm. they got to be a bull in a China shop and man, they got to take over the world. Yeah. And, and I don't like that kind of stuff. That's fine if that's what motivates you. But as long as you're not hurting other people doing it, I mean, let's face it, you don't need to, you can be your own person. You can be your own, uh, whatever product company and just do it for the right reasons. Not because you're trying to diss somebody else. So, right. I just, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to get rod fired up. I mean, about I'm that telling thing. you, there's going to be something up here in a minute. And I'll see you in a second. I'm going to go off here in a minute. <laughs> it's easy to do. I'm yeah, telling you is, what. It is really easy to do. And I'm and I and I I'm like you. I, I have to stay out of it because I'm super passionate. And Me I just, I, there's a door that you don't want to open that door. And I just, uh -huh. I, I just stay away from it. And, uh, well, me too. It hurts my feelings more than anything because I feel like everybody that is in contact with me, I want to help them in one way or another. I want to, I want to help people. You know, I want them to be able to do what I'm doing, but skip a lot of years to be successful because I struggled. I detailed at home in my home garage for seven years by myself. You know, my little daughters would come out after school, but for seven years, I really struggled by myself, you know, and I didn't have, you know, the internet wasn't real popular then in 2009. Things were kind of just getting going. I don't even think I got a Facebook page to like 12 or 13 or something like that, you know, so there wasn't a lot of resources for YouTube. I don't even know that if there was much on there then, or I just didn't know how to use it. I don't know. But I just, you know, I have such a passion for helping people. And then I see all this drama and it's like, why do we have to do that? I don't understand why everybody can't just work together and help build each other up and motivate each other yeah. and just clap for each other, be everybody's cheerleader, you know, we're, we're not going to get out of this alive anyways, you know? Right. Right. And the thing is, is so, you know, the, the, I, there's a couple of sayings I like. One of them is, you know, the, the ass you kick today is the one you may have to kiss tomorrow. Um, people got to remember that you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who you're going to have to be, you know, to, to, you know, if I, if I completely trash on Jody and then find out later on that my daughter and his son got together, I got to be with Jody all the time. Luckily our business, um, two of us are brother-in-laws 
Jody was the best friend of one of the owners, and two of them are brothers. So we all know at Thanksgiving or Christmas, somebody's going to be at somebody's kitchen table. <laughs> and we can yeah. get passionate. We can disagree. We can pound our fists. We can do whatever. But it never crosses a certain line. And I think that that's what's important is right. making sure that, you know, at the end of the day, what's important is that everybody's taken care of. It's not about just what you can take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time. I mean, obviously we can continue going. I have tons of thoughts going in my head that I'd love to share, <laughs> but I also know that you have a business to build and, and manage yeah. and, thrive and have an impact on other people. So how do people find you, both your detail shop and also your amazing product line? Well, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm trying to get better at YouTube. I'm trying to get better at the whole social media thing, but I'm finding that's like a whole nother job in itself, you know? It so be. it's like, yeah, I got to schedule time for it, but you can always reach out to me on any of those avenues. So yeah, and I'm happy to help. I'm super excited. I want to start, um, we're working on launching some online classes and some, uh, you know, things like that. And so I think you guys and I should really talk about getting together so that we can do some more official like documents as far as what you were talking about earlier, Rod, on yeah. um, important things that people need for running their business. Because a lot of people have been reaching out to me um, after the class I did at Southern Detailers Conference, um, you know, on the checklist I was talking about. I've designed a whole order of operations to make things go smoothly. Um, obviously, the product line. So there's a lot of different factors in order to really you know get your shop running smoothly organization you'd be surprised i showed the guys um in the class and gals a picture of in our shop we have these carts and um we have everything we have interior carts exterior carts so if the guys are going to work on an interior they just grab their cart and it's got literally everything they need every brush the interior you know products um reflections interior cleaners <laughs> Your dressings, everything that they need right there on their cart. And something that simple that we think is that simple that we use every single day can make a big difference because before my employees were running like, you know, we'd have shelves like this in the in the workshop and they'd have to go, you know, they're working way in this bay over here. They'd have to run over here because they forgot or their cleaner ran out or they forgot, you know, something for whatever they were working on. And it was so much wasted time and everybody's just running oh, around yeah. the shop like chickens with their head cut off. I'm like, okay, we got to solve this problem. So just something as simple as having a cart right next to your workspace with everything on there that you need it's just stuff like that makes things run so much more efficient and smoothly and at the end of the day that's what we want right i mean we want our job to run efficient and smooth and timely and be able to get our work done in a reasonable amount of time so we can make some money and be successful so yeah that's my passion right now is really trying to help others um, you know, achieve that type of a goal with high quality products for every aspect of the detailing um, process, um, training, you know, and everything on the business side that I could possibly provide. Yep. Well, awesome. We, we would love it. Let us know what we'd love to be involved in anything. So, well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate your, you know, the power of your story. We appreciate your energy, your honesty, you. your candor your willingness to touch and help and, you know, impact people's lives. And, you know, it's really sometimes it's the little things that make a difference, right? Just like making a cart. You know, sometimes it's that motivational thought in the morning that pushes you through those low spots. And we appreciate your example and your passion. And, guys, make sure to go check her out, royalreflections.us. She's on Facebook, Kelly Jones. And uh, we – 
as always, love being here with you every week. And we will check you same time, same bat channel just next, next week. week. See ya. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>